Hello and welcome to Ferris Forward. I'm your host, Dave Eisler. On our program today, I'm delighted to welcome Jeanette Ward. Jeanette, thanks for being with us. Thank you for the invitation. And I'm going to welcome back David Pilgrim. David, it's always a pleasure to have you on our program. Thank you. And we're going to talk about something today that I think is a program that's dear to all our hearts. And this is this is the Ferris Youth Initiative. What is the Ferris Youth Initiative? I'll, I'll let Jeanette start with that. Okay. Um, the Ferris Youth Initiative is a support program for students that have experienced foster care that attend our university. We offer um, support in terms of a scholarship, but then we also have personal support through myself being a life coach, the administration of the university, as well as mentors that um, our faculty and staff of our university that provide ongoing support. So how did this get started at Ferris? Well, that one I will take, Dave. Uh, uh, just over a decade ago, a group of community members and also members of the Ferris community met. And you prob probably remember uh, Jennifer Wallace, affectionately known as the tip lady. Uh, she was among many of the people who had discussions with us about uh, students who were aging out of foster care and asked us to consider creating a program at Ferris that would offer both scholarships and mentors to those students uh, we did it, and uh, I think we're all in agreement that uh, it has been a great program. And my recollection at the time was that approximately 20% of the students who age out of the foster system attend college, and I think it was like only 5% graduate. Is, it, is that? Is that yeah, actually, you're, you're being a little generous on those numbers, but the, 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 the main idea is, is that that's a population that... Um, quite frankly, uh, uh, was not being admitted to a lot of programs. And even in the programs around the state where they were being admitted, were not graduating. And so we, we decided early on we would be a smaller program. Instead of having 100 students in the program or 200, we would, uh, and we kept it below 20 for a long time. I think we're up around 25 or 30 now. But we would be a small program. And that from the very beginning, each of those students would be assigned a mentor, uh, a, a, a mentor who themselves had been trained uh, and that uh, we would make sure that uh, uh, the mentor helped them navigate uh, the college experience. And David, I can think back to when this program was started and it's not an exaggeration to say this wouldn't have started without your passion and your dedication to make this happen for these students. Well, I appreciate that. I remember meeting in my office with, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, Leroy, uh, who was, uh, 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 Leroy Wright, who was Dean of Students, and Nick Campbell, who was uh, Assistant uh, Director over there, I think. And, um, you know, and, and, and we thought, okay, so what's possible? And uh, since we're giving out accolades now, I would like to give one to my colleague, Jeanette, who, you know, we were muddling forward for a while. Our, our, we, our spirits were in the right place. Uh, we were trying to do good work, but we really received the boost when we uh, got a grant, received a grant from the state of Michigan, which allowed us to hire Jeanette, and that took us to another level. That's absolutely true. And Jeanette, talk a little bit about what's your role with the foster youth children on our campus? What, what do you do with them? Um, I serve as the program coordinator, and then I also 
pretty much serve as a case manager. So it's kind of twofold in terms of providing individual support, but academic support. And then I work directly with the faculty and staff mentors. So um, work in the role as a recruiter for mentors, and then also um, with individual training and making sure that we're in compliance with our grant and the role of the mentoring piece. But my observation is it, it actually goes far beyond that. In fact, I just, I saw this note where you're organizing people to create holiday stockings for, for the FYI students. Talk about some of those things you do that, that, that bring that extra piece to them. Well, one of the things I look at is in describing services for the students is kind of getting them to and successfully, successfully through college. So some of the things I do is I work with um, case managers and the students, um, students, their supportive networks in the communities in terms of helping them apply to Ferris. Many of our students have maybe had multiple placements in high schools. So sometimes applying initially and getting transcripts to attend college can be very challenging. So I do a lot of pre-admission work from helping them um, get their transcripts to also completing online applications, applying for our scholarships, seeing if they qualify for TIP, what other financial resources are out there. And then once they get accepted, I work closely with them on looking at the financial aid piece. Fortunately, we have wonderful champions in the financial aid department, helping students look at you know, what is it gonna cost for me with limited resources and, and maybe no other financial supports to go to college? So working with them on applying, seeing if they qualify for TIP and applying for TIP. Do they qualify for the Fostering Futures Scholarship? You know, how do you complete those online applications? And when we sit down and do the budget piece or I work with them on the budget piece, it's like an aha moment. This is realistic. I have supports. Through, the, through Ferris, the state of Michigan, the um, Ferris Youth Initiative to make this happen financially. And then after that, it's also working with them on the next step. And sometimes they're fearful. Maybe they've never had anybody bring them to our campus. So especially now during the, during the pandemic, it's working with them on connecting to online resources. So we've done campus visits online, connecting them with orientation leaders, having them even see their rooms that they're going to move into. And for students that have experienced housing insecurity, that is major. They don't know Big Rapids. I've sent them links to the city of Big Rapids so they know where they're moving to. Because many of these students have not had a say in their life. Their, their parent has been either the state of Michigan or foster care. So now as we're helping them transition into adulthood, they get to see what life starts to look like as, at a, as a college student. And one thing that is wonderful about Ferris State University is the housing with Bond Hall. So sometimes I have to have that tough question and they get emotional when they're asked, where am I gonna, do I have anywhere to go over breaks, like Christmas breaks and holiday breaks? Ferris State has Bond Hall. So many of our students, you know, they're like so thrilled that they're not going to be homeless. They have a place to stay. They can apply for break housing and that Ferris offers a stable place for them to call home. So transitioning into where you're going to live. 
And then after that too, um, especially now with technology, utilizing Zoom to help them register for classes. And not only incoming classes, but when they're a student. So we do a lot with helping them transition into the university, but how do we successfully help them transition to graduation? One of the aha moments came the other night when I was on Zoom with a student and I'm learning as we go, and all of a sudden we're screen sharing and they're going in and registering for all their classes for next semester. And they were like, wow, I can do this. I'm like any other college student. I can be successful. And then also they, they pick up housing, they register for that, and really help them to have ongoing supports while they're here. That, that's fabulous. And you've talked a lot about some of the challenges that, that these students face and how they get to college, how they afford college, how they register for classes, where they live. Are there, are there other challenges that foster youth experience in, in going to college that, 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 that you have to deal with? Well, Dave, often these kids uh, come from homes that are not, quite frankly, safe. Uh, and so we, you know, Jeanette mentioned the housing insecurity. Uh, there, there's also food insecurity. Uh, there's also uh, trauma. And I'm very pleased that part of the mentoring trainings that we do have included not just sessions on how to manage money, or sessions on how to on proper work study, uh, work habits, but also sessions on how we deal with trauma. The average, you know, our mentors come from all across the country, I mean, all across the campus. You know, these are not counselors for the most part. Um, and so we don't have experience uh, understanding some of those challenges faced by, by young people that have been in these environments. And uh, so, I really want to emphasize the fact that the, the 20, 30 or so mentors that we, active mentors that we have every year, that they get the great training that they need to address the problems that our students have. And uh, the mentoring piece is clearly a strength of the program. Jeanette, I was thinking when you were talking about going to college, we had a foster youth uh, student who was employed in our office, and I remember her saying that when got time to go to college, she had like a six word conversation with her foster mother, which was, are you going to college? Yes, good. And that was the end of the conversation. And I know there are wonderful foster parents out there, but some students are really challenged in this regard. So we talked some about mentoring. If there are people listening uh, to this podcast today and they'd like to help the, the FY program, what are, what are some of the things they can do to, to assist? One of, the, one of the things that they could do is if they're a faculty and staff member, they could apply to be a mentor and they could do that by reaching out to um, Dr. Pilgrim, myself, the Office of Diversity Inclusion or my office, as well as emailing me at Jeanette Ward at ferris.edu. And then we could, um, we do an application process, we do an interview and see you know, uh, where the commitment is and they can volunteer and our mentors actually serve up to four hours a month. And then we also have a student pantry, wonderful um, opportunity to assist. You know, Some of our students come to campus. I remember one individual, thank goodness we had the resources. They came to campus and originally we didn't know they were borrowing a roommate's towel. 
they didn't have any towels. We took them out, we got them towels, a toothbrush. You know, some students are coming to campus and there's no bedding. So we do have um, that available through our pantry and our students have multiple needs. So if someone finds that they're able to help in that way, that could also be a possibility to assist us. Sounds like you reach out for the real human needs that they have. Uh, if someone's listening to this today and they know a foster youth who, who, who they'd like to try to connect with college, how, how do they go about doing that? Some of the ways they do that is um, reaching out to, I try to connect with guidance counselors as well as their case managers, but they could also um, reach out to our admissions office, which is doing a wonderful job of connecting with our program. They could reach out to me personally, as well as Office of um, Diversity and Inclusion and Dr. Pilgrim, and we will do everything in our power to assist them in transitioning on to Ferris and the Ferris Youth Initiative. And there is a university scholarship for these students, isn't there? Yes, uh, the, the, we have a scholarship for all the students who are in the program. Uh, it is, I think, a couple thousand dollars per semester. Uh, and what we found is in uh, conjunction with the other monies that they are available for, uh, in most instances, we're able to make sure that the student is financially stable while they're here. And we get to see how wonderful these students are and their success once they graduate, because this really is a piece that helps them escape to a future that has great success with it. Even looking back on a decade of the foster youth program, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about it? Well, Dave, I, I don't want to get mawkish here, but um, are overly dramatic, but I, I can't think of something more satisfying than um, watching our students cross the graduation stage uh, and, and also becoming gainfully employed, especially if you understand the uh, circumstances that they lived in before they came here. So when I see one, uh, one of our students going to law school and graduating law school, another on the cover of magazine, you know, running magazines, another one who becomes a social worker, another one who's working in engineering. Um, you know, they, they haven't all made it through, but I think that we've made a positive impact in all of their lives, whether they do make it through the program or not. Because, and I say this to our mentors when we first start, uh, you know, each year, that is, first of all, thank you. Thank you for taking the time, uh, for investing the time in, in, in our students. Thank you for your willingness to become even emotionally attached because once you start working with these students, Dave, it, it, you know, we say, you know, it's the students that matter, when it really starts to matter with you in a more personal way when, when it's a specific student that you're working with. And, uh, you know, it breaks my heart. I have to be honest with you, it breaks my heart every time any student at the institution doesn't, you know, walk across that graduation stage. But I know that, that prog this program uh, has helped many to walk across the stage. And I believe that even the ones who uh, maybe weren't ready yet to, to finish, that they also benefit. And Jeanette, when you think about your engagement with the, the program, do you have some closing thoughts on, on the FYI program? 
Yes, I just think it's tremendous that um, we have a university that's willing to give so much time and um, resources to the students that have experienced foster care. Um, and one of the things that you know I love is that the opportunity for these students to see that they're not alone. We have a student meeting each month. We had one last night just to see them laughing with each other, knowing that in the midst of everything, they have people there to support them and just kind of a common place and that they are not alone. So sharing that personal experience is just tremendous. Dave and Jeanette, I wanna thank you for joining me today. When you think about Ferris State University, we were founded on the concept of opportunity and what you're providing today is opportunity in its, its purest form. Thank you for the wonderful work you do with the Foster Youth Initiative. If you're listening and you'd like to get engaged, please contact Jeanette Ward or David Pilgrim. Thank you. Thank you. This is Ferris Ford and I'm your host, Dave Eisler. I look forward to joining you again soon. Thanks for joining us today. Uh -huh.